0: Everybody welcome to the Roofing It podcast. I'm your host Armando Jaycox and here on the Roofing It podcast we interview some of the greatest minds in the roofing industry. And today I'm joined by Anastasia Koval. Anastasia, welcome. Thank you for being on the show today.
1: It's a pleasure. Hi guys. Happy Friday to everyone.
0: So, Anastasia, um, you're going to be at Windstorm, right? Uh, You're going to be at, uh, do you know the booth number you guys will be at by any chance? 804. Booth number 804. Uh, The name of your company is what again? Online Adjusters. And uh, something that we're going to get into today is, you know, kind of how you got into online adjusters. We're going to get into, um, you know, some of the other things that you do sort of on the side as like, um, you know, as a career and hobbies. And I think we also want to know about your story, like, cause you're not originally from the United States, right?
1: Right. I'm from Ukraine.
0: So you're from Ukraine. Like, can you tell us a little bit about like, what is like kind of growing up in the Ukraine? And there's so many people that, um, from, a, you know, our, most of our audience are from the United States. So I think it would be very curious, like, what is it like growing up in the Ukraine?
1: I mean, I would say it's a lot different. If you will go to Ukraine right now, you would probably have like a cultural shock coming there because people are different traditions are different uh, people view views on life are different as well so i was born in ukraine in 90s so 90s in ukraine were a little bit tough it was like ussr i would say um people are actually really genuine and I would say more genuine than in the United States. Can I say that? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, I mean, people, it's different. It's interesting that going to another country, um, you, we get culture shock. I feel like, you know, uh, I've I've experienced it too, a little bit, but like, did you go, is it like elementary school and middle school and high school, kind of like the way it is here?
1: Yeah, so I actually, I was born in Ukraine, but I went to school in Moscow in Russia because I moved with my family there. And it's like elementary, middle school and high school. And I went to college back in Ukraine. I would say Russia and Ukraine doesn't have much difference. It's just a little bit different language, but it's the same culture, the same people. It's cold.
0: Is it really (laughs) cold there?
1: Yes. I remember some, uh, some winters, I couldn't even go to school. They would shut the whole school down because you cannot be outside. It was like minus 30 degrees in celsius i don't know how much is in fahrenheit but it's really really cold you, you have to stay at home
0: <laughs> yeah and and um and were your parents sort of like married and and you just sort of had uh, siblings and just kind of had uh you know sort of a normal sort of upbringing in the ukraine for the most part
1: uh it was a little bit different actually uh, my parents got divorced when i was two my dad left and i never heard from him from him again so i didn't have that dad role in my life Wow! i spent a lot of time with my grandparents mostly they raised me uh my grandpa actually he was a general contractor but in russia so i spent a lot of time in the job sites seeing him building things Remodeling things I will help him out. Put a little bit of drywall here and there. I think that's where it started <laughs> for interesting, me.
0: Interesting, interesting. That's very <laughs> challenging. It's very challenging. I, I also grew up. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was three, and it is uh, it's tough to not have you know both parents in the house all the time. And and so I think uh, you know it, it's it's really cool. That you were able to kind of move past some of that, and, and you end up going to, going to school. You end up going to college. You said is that is that kind of what you went to college in, in Moscow?
1: I went to college in Ukraine, I graduated with marketing degree, and then I was accepted to uh, National Aviation University, but I have nothing to do with aviation at all, it was just international business. I was kind of nerd the entire time I was in school, I was like a student, nerd, everybody would take homework from me, it was like Mm -hmm. a book, book, book. Oh,
0: everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can, uh, being an adjuster, you got to really be sharp, you know, and I can tell you're very, you know, your, your intelligence level is pretty high. And that's really cool. Um, you, uh, and so you, you kind of went to college, got your degree in marketing, which is a great degree to get into. And, um, how did you learn English? Did you kind of grow up speaking English, you know, um, since you were young?
1: Honestly, they teach you English starting from middle school in school, but it's really on basic, basic level. So for speaking, you have to practice or take extra classes and stuff like that. But I came to United States when I was 19 by myself Mm. and I had no knowledge of English whatsoever. I had like entry level basic things, but I couldn't speak. But I had to learn by myself because that would be the only way of me making it.
0: So (laughs) So you started learning English. You, you kind of picked it up to a certain extent, probably not that great. And even though you didn't know it very well, you said, you know, I'm going to go to the United States when, and you're only 19, that's kind of what happened
1: yes yeah, so uh since i was like an a student in university they offered me exchange program just for summer it's called work and travel so you can go and you just spend the summer somewhere in the united states and you work and you practice language and then you go back to school but i ended up loving it way too much <laughs> and i'm like i just felt that there is an opportunity for me here and i should take a shot and i just didn't want to go back and i just said I'm not coming back, Mom. She she said, "Go to sleep and call me back tomorrow." Because I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I did didn't you know did you do that
0: I... in Miami? Is that where you kind of did your exchange program in Miami?
1: No, it was in Maryland, in Ocean okay. City, like a small.
0: Huh. town. I'm surprised <laughs> you you liked it. That's <laughs> that's kind of boring. I can understand Miami. Go to Miami for the first time, be like, Shh, I ain't going anywhere, you know. But like Maryland, that sounds not that exciting.
1: It's gets really fun there's a lot of students from all over the world and everybody's kind of like hanging out together and it was i was working actually in a pizza place i was okay. a hostess and then a the waitress and i worked in the serve shop i did everything in the beginning that's really
0: cool and and so then like you you kind of did you end up going back or you just stayed you've been here ever since
1: Yes, I just stayed and uh, I didn't know what to do because I didn't have any friends, no relatives. I was just alone, 19 year old, alone in the United States. So I knew that Maryland would not give me much if I will stay there. And the only two places I could think of was uh, LA, going to LA to California or to Miami because that's the only place I saw in the movies to be honest, I'm like, and I decided to go to Miami and it's
0: too hot in miami right yeah, it's really, really hot it. there isn't it
1: i really not after being in russia in moscow where you can't even leave the house sometimes mm. i really appreciate the weather actually
0: <laughs> i would have gone to la la is like you know 80 degrees you know 85 degrees it's, I, I can't stand the heat very much like i grew up in vegas and so it's like the desert 120 degrees sometimes and I'm like completely done with the heat, but um but Miami definitely is amazing in the winter. As right, it's like you can still go to the beach and go in the water and everything, can't you?
1: Yeah, but honestly, uh why I made the choice going to Miami instead of LA because mm-hmm. in the end of the summer, I had like twelve hundred dollars in my bank account. That's all mm-hmm. I had, and mm-hmm. I looked at the flight tickets and I'm like, okay, LA is a little bit expensive to fly to, <laughs> mm-hmm. so. I'll go Miami because it's on east coast as well and that makes sense (laughs) wow
0: yeah I mean you could even I guess you didn't have a car right you couldn't even drive there you just kind of took a flight over there and then you started like looking for an apartment or something and you kind of made it work somehow
1: yes I just I just came I walked out of the airport with this pink suit with a little bit of clothes and first I got a room in a motel and then I started looking for jobs. I started looking for apartments around. Wow. Yeah, it was it
0: was a challenge. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, that's perfect for kind of you're getting into the roofing industry, right? Because, I mean, you have to be very resourceful in the roofing industry. You have to especially work with, with uh, insurance companies. I mean, you got to just, uh, you know, find ways to kind of like, you know, cooperate with them so that, you know, they, they kind of um, you guys can come to sort of agreements, right? So, I mean, Let's kind of jump into some of that, um, Anastasia. I mean, you you kind of, uh, so you, you kind of, you worked different things. And then you, how did you find the adjusting and roofing industry?
1: If anybody would tell me back in the days that they'll be working in construction or roofing industry, I would laugh in their face. I would never think that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because of my marketing degree, I put my resume out looking for a company to work in the office, just doing marketing for them, just uh or things like that so I got hired by a company that I currently work for six years ago just to do their marketing in the beginning Uh, so Jason Alfano that's the owner of the company he called me he hired me he showed me what to do with marketing but I spent a lot of time listening and seeing what he's doing, what people doing around me. And he started trying me out on certain things. And I turned out to be pretty good at it. And I just learned everything from zero. I learned Xactimate. I learned how to read insurance paperwork. He started putting me on the phone, things like that. And it was complicated i would say i would come home after work and i would sit like till three o'clock in the morning just googling just translating things i i felt like okay i have to i have to i have to get this you know and when you
0: were googling things in the middle of the night were you getting paid for that or was that something you were doing on your own
1: i was just doing that just to get better at it because i just Mm -hmm. i'm used to being on the top when i'm doing something i want everything to be perfect so i was just trying to (laughs)
0: Well, I kind of set you up with that question. I kind of want to slow down a bit because there's certain key points here that I think our audience should really kind of hone in on, you know, and one of them with your story and one of them is I think the biggest one, which is really inspiring to me, is just to have the courage to do what you've done. I mean, to leave your home country, to go by yourself and then like, you know, decide to stay. I mean, you've gone through some really scary shit, you know, I have to say, right? And you just kind of like you just kind of did it. Right. And so just, I mean, when you were encountering those really scary things as far as staying here, what, what, what motivated you? What, what kept you going? Like internally, were you just, were you, were you scared? Were you anxious? Or was it just like a piece of cake?
1: I was, there were a couple of times where I regretted. I was, I was thinking that I made a mistake because it was getting tough, but I just knew that nothing in my life ever been handed out to me. Everything I had always to work for, there is nobody. My family is a little average family. So I knew if I'm not going to make something for myself to build myself from up, there would be no way for me to be there. And I really wanted to be successful. So I felt like if I'll take this shot, only can do or or you can make it or you can just go back and, and be where you were, you know, and I was a little bit yeah. of all that. So.
0: And when you got the job at as marketing, I'm guessing that was a very int- entry-level job at that, right? It wasn't like you were starting out as the president, right? You were starting yeah. out very low. I think that's another key point with, with people wanting to get into the roofing industry is kind of like knowing... I, 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 hire a lot of people and, and, you know, for my, uh, for my business. And like, I kind of encounter people who it's like, they're young and like, they don't really have a lot of experience, but like, they want to be like president. Like <laughs> that's the first job, you know? And I just kind of want to encourage people that, you know, it, it's t- You got to start somewhere and sometimes it's not the job that you want, but you do kind of what you do, you know, you, you start, you do it and then you, um, and then you you have to like take initiative, which is a huge thing. What you did was taking initiative to continue to learn and grow, and you did that after hours. You weren't even getting paid, you know. And I think that's really important. Um, is that kind of what helped you kind of continue to grow in the industry?
1: I think so. I I would give a lot of credit to my mentors, to my boss Jason Alfano and his Kate and his uh, his wife. I'm sorry, Kate. So it's like a family business and they taught me everything. So I had like a huge support from them. Uh, Kate's also from Ukraine, uh, my boss's wife. And she was the one that introduced me to Xactimate. In the beginning, I did not even know what gutters were. I couldn't tell the difference between cable and hip roof. It was just just gibberish language for me.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: was really patient. She took her time to explain, but after hours I would still Get
0: more just together. google just google that's awesome it's crazy the way the world is now like uh i mean i think it's some there are valid coaches out there and there are valid online programs and, and courses you can take out there like 100 i mean i've taken them i've spent a lot of money on all of those kind of courses but the, there's also a lot of free information out there that you just can google and find it and honestly it's just as good as some of the courses is, was that kind of part of your experience yes i was
1: actually I used Google Translate because I had to learn the lingo and a lot of YouTube videos. I was watching YouTube videos about Xactimate, about accessories on the roof, just uh, things like that, reading codes because we work nationwide in different states. So I had to have an understanding of what's code in different states in different cities what does it actually mean what it actually does so it's all online it's all free i never paid for any wow
0: wow amazing amazing and so um the thing with the courses that you buy because me i'm kind of you know lazy so i just kind of like it's all set up for you, very spoon fed, you work harder than me. So you actually searched and how to like figure it out, but I just like to just have it right there for me. Um, you know, and so, um, and so like at this point, like is that, that's kind of what you do now. You, you work for online adjusters um, and, what do you guys do? I mean, you kind of like, you can, you were telling me before, you kind of like, you can do estimates uh, for people and then like send it back to them so they can close out a claim with the insurance company. You also, um, you, act, you actually act sort of a, a, as a sort of a desk public adjuster where, where you'll interface with the insurance company, increase claims. Am I getting this right? Is that kind of what you do now?
1: Yes. So we provide two different type of services in the company. One is just basic estimate writing. You would send us your claim or eagle view, whatever you have. We would turn it into an estimate for you with your header, with your information, and send it back to you. And that's it. And you take care of the rest. And another service we provide is a full settlement. So we would take the claim from the beginning to the end. We would rewrite it, submit it, sell it with insurance. After work is done, we would finally invoice it for you, make sure that all funds are released and your job is only to build and pick up the check in the end. That's all.
0: That's nice. Wow. That's really great. Um, and you do that all online, like remotely for the most part. Like you don't have to come out and look at the roof. I'm assuming you work with the contractor and they, they send you all the information type thing.
1: We take trips mostly just to meet with our clients in different states, go over things like the end of the season. But for the most part, our our main office is based in Miami. So that's where we work off and everything's online. And we just have our CRM system, everything runs through the email, phone calls, that's it. Wow, wow.
0: that's really cool. And so um, so you do that full time, you're gonna be at Wind the Storm, people can meet you, talk to you, uh, learn you know, what, what you do with the services. But one thing is also I really liked about you is you You have this career, but you also have like these like side hustles, right? So you, you also, um, are in the real estate business. You're, you're a realtor and and you help people buy and sell homes. Is that, is that right?
1: Right. It was the goal for me wasn't have, uh, different types, different sources of income because it, it would make me feel for more comfortable, you know, and just, just it's just safer that way if you have yeah. different sources of income. So I got into real estate fairly not 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 such a long time ago. It's my second year. I just uh, uh, real estate in Miami in the South Florida. It's really expensive. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of people want to buy here. And uh, I just saw like a lot of people in my circle were looking to buy, looking to rent, and I'm like, why wouldn't I be able to help them? Yeah. I, yeah. I just went to school, got my license, passed my test from the first time. It was pretty easy to do it, and I got hired with a pretty good company. Also, I do it mostly part time when season is slow, like in the winter time when nothing's going on in the roofing industry. Yeah. I love it, but I don't think I would pursue it as my main career.
0: Well, what's cool is you're, the company you're with, online adjusters. They also like support you. It sounds like they kind of, you know, there's some flexibility in your schedule there to kind of help you, you know, to support you in in this other, you know, um, kind of like part time career that you also have. Or do they support you? I mean, I, I'm guessing they do.
1: Uh, to be honest, I keep it a little bit separate. I'm trying not to interfere two careers together. So if they, wherever they need me, I'm always here. And nine to five, I'm always in the office. I work mm-hmm. Saturdays if I have to. Or, mm-hmm.
0: I wow. yeah. you're that. a hard worker you're a hard working person that's really cool that's really really cool um yeah we have a sales guy here who does sells roofing and then he just started in real estate like he's just you know um he wants to become a real estate investor down the road and so i uh so he came to me and had lunch and was like hey you know um i really want to do this I, I i feel very you know passionate about it and i was like well look i i just believe in supporting people in general like whatever you know that person's um purposes in life. I want to support that. Even if it's not in my best interest, like it, cause him going into that's not really in my best interest. I need him to, to sell more roofing and sell commercial roofing and all that stuff. But he, uh, but I, I supported him and he's like, you know, I want to do real estate part-time. I want to sell roofing still. And so, and I was like, cool, do it. You know, I think it's important to like, you know, help people with that, um, with like other aspirations that they have, you know? And, and so, uh, so yeah, he's, he's doing it. and I, it's a tough business though. Real estate is a really tough business. Are you kind of finding that?
1: it's so competitive it's so competitive and there are no rules there are no morals people would cut you off like sharks and i'm not i don't have the personality to be honest i'm a little bit on the softer side so i cannot be that that type
0: well and finally uh you know uh we i kind of we, we met recently um we uh you kind of friended me on Facebook and, and then we kind of, you know, I, I followed you on Instagram. It's kind of interesting the way it all works. I'm, you find me on Facebook, I friend you, then I found you on Instagram and then you found me on YouTube. <laughs> and like, that's kind of the way it all works these days. And so, um, but you also do a little part-time modeling for fun um, also. And I, I noticed on your Instagram, is that right?
1: I do. And I love it. I yeah. Modeling is like, a lot of fun. More, more like a hobby for me. I like photography i like beauty i enjoy art so i do it i do it just for myself there is nothing no outlooks for me there But
0: yeah that's really that's really cool i mean it's important that you work so hard to do something that you also love to do just for you you know that's not about money or anything else i mean i feel like our audience you know the roofing industry people in the roofing industry are very hard working you know and they just like 12, 18 hour days, no big deal, but you know, I encourage people, you just make some time for yourself, you know, make some time that to do something that you personally love, not for anybody else, you know, and, and so, um, so yeah, it's really cool that you, you also going you know, to do that.
1: I think so. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Um, well, Anastasia, um, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much again for joining the show. Um, you know, how would people get a hold of you if they're interested in, in the sort of the online adjuster services?
1: Uh, You can always reach out to me on Facebook, just DM me, or you can send us an email. Our email is claims at onlineadjusters.com. It's really easy. Mm -hmm. Just just let us know what you need. Give us a call. And we're always there to help. We represent represent contractors nationwide, actually over 300 different companies we work for as of right now, but we're open to get more.
0: Um, It seems like it. I mean, because you guys were also at, I think, uh, the roofing conference. You were there as well, right? Was that right?
1: Roof progress, yes. And uh, it's not our first time going to win the storm also. We're kind of trying to be up to date with all events and... Just do networking. It's always great to to meet people from different states that are doing the same thing as you're doing. And a lot of people are really passionate about it that I love. You mm-hmm. can see people's eyes lighting and up when they're talking about what they do. Yeah. And I really love that. Because if you don't have passion, if you don't have drive for something, or you're going to be miserable to the rest of your life, or you're just not going to make it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I hated the roofing industry my first year. I couldn't stand it. I literally thought about quitting like almost every day. I didn't want to get out of it. Cause okay. I didn't like knocking on doors, you know, I had to go door to door, you know, and it was terrible. And I used to like fantasize, like, I would love this business if I just didn't have to knock on doors, you know, like, um, and
1: real estate also. It was a little bit challenging
0: for me <laughs> yeah it's tough it's tough but uh, you know i learned a different way i got my name out there and i was able to get my name out in the community and now people kind of know me insurance agents know me real estate agents know me and our in our company and we're building our brand online we do a lot of google marketing and we're not knocking on doors constantly you know so um so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's important for, for people to, um, you know, the beginning is really hard of anything really, you know, and, but if you just kind of keep working hard and you can develop yourself and the roofing industry has so many different like ways to go with public adjusting, with contracting, with production, with estimating, there's just so many different avenues that it's, there's just so much opportunity, you know? Yeah. yeah, I agree. yeah so cool. Um, Anastasia, and then we'll, we'll let you go. Uh, thank you again. You guys reach out um, to Anastasia. Uh, you know, if you need some public adjusting services, online adjusters are gonna be at Win the Storm booth eight zero four. Uh we appreciate you guys tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Um, do a review. Uh, you know, it's fine, you can troll me, I'll respond. No big deal. (laughs) So uh we'll see you later. We'll see you at Win the Storm, Anastasia. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for
1: having me. It was a pleasure, and I'll see you in New Orleans next
0: week. Yeah, we'll see you in New Orleans. All right, have a great day. Bye.